Hello, everyone. This is Sonata Allison, and you're listening to episode 28 of the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Hopefully, you're having a great day, great week. Um, before we start the episode um, about same-sex attraction, I wanted to let you guys know that on Patreon, um, me and Magdala from this episode will be doing a quick like mukbang live Q&A um, on the 7th, I believe. Yes, on the 7th at 1.30. So you can go on to uh, the parallel, the Patreon for the parallel Um like I guys told you before, if you don't want to subscribe monthly, you can pay for one month um, and that'll be on the $5 or $10 subscription. And then you can just cancel your membership if you want to join us for that live on uh, the 7th of November. So hopefully we'll see you guys there. We'll be there if you're not. <laughs> so um, you can come live or if you want to just uh, tune in later on Patreon, I will post it later for you guys as well. So that's that. Also, in the near future, we'll be having a Christian sexologist on the parallel. So um, I want to invite you guys to uh, DM me on Instagram at the parallel pod. Any questions you may have for her. Um, if you don't have Instagram, you can email me at s o n a t a dot a l l i s o n at gmail.com. So looking forward to both of these things so I just wanted to let you guys know I usually let people know on Instagram but I don't do the best job of letting everyone know on the podcast so this is me doing that (laughs) Alrighty, so uh let's get right into this conversation hope you guys enjoy it okay here we are with my friend Magdala (laughs) I always sing when my friends come on too I'm not sure why I do that (laughs) Um, yes. I'm so I'll it. do a quick intro of who you are to me. Um, we met. What year was it? Oh, my gosh. Oh, no, twenty. Mm, that's a third. good question. 2015? Yeah. Maybe. Sure. Or 16. 2015. <laughs> <laughs> I went to U- or 16. US- okay. Yeah. I went to USF. Um, yeah, we met. 2015 2016 I actually went to USF for like one semester (laughs) and it wasn't it wasn't the best time because I went at an awkward timing Magdala was in her master's I was in my junior year of college so she was always busy doing master's things and I was alone a lot so um that's why it wasn't the greatest but God is still good I did not ask him to go to USF um I just went because I wanted to (laughs) And that's why I was alone, probably, you know? I didn't ask the Lord. But I got Magdala out of it, you know? And if I didn't have Magdala, (laughs) I don't know what I would have done, (laughs) okay? (laughs) So very grateful to have brought something from my USF experience. I did get a good education when I was there, so that's good. But also, Magdala (laughs) is still here. (laughs) Yes, there were some benefits, pros and cons to everything. Exactly, pros and cons. (laughs) So that's how I know Magdala. We've been friends ever since. So, um... Mm when I learned about, you know, her experience with same-sex attraction, um, I was like, lit, let's do the episode. Cause I love learning about this kind of stuff. I love learning about anything, but I think the church doesn't have these conversations. So when I found a friend that was willing to, I'm like, Oh, we definitely need to come on the podcast and do this. So that is that. That's how I know Magdala, but Magdala, mm-hmm. as you may already know, I start every interview by asking the question, 
what aspect of God's character, Holy Spirit, Trinity's character, it has been most evident in your life if you had to choose one characteristic? Hmm. I got to pick, I got, I got to pick a good one. <laughs> I, I'm thinking of a few. Let me try to do the process of elimination. Um, I want to say grace. Okay. Um, do I have to give an explanation? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had a lot of different experiences throughout my life. Um, but where I have like seen Jesus show up the most is like when I have felt, you know, guilty or when I have felt like, you know, that I was a problem or the things that I did were a problem mm. and, um, just like getting that forgiveness that I don't deserve and that like embracing love that I don't deserve has always been very present. Um, because like when I was younger, I um, experienced abuse and I think just psychologically, I've always kind of felt like I've done something wrong, you know, mm. or it was my fault. And so since then, I've been like running from being guilty as much as I can. And so I think that grace in particular always speaks loudest to me because I need that reassurance that, you know, I'm forgiven, I'm loved. I actually didn't do anything wrong and like things happen and, um, you know, it's just nice to know that I have that grace regardless of whether I am, you know, I make mistakes or not. Because I think that like kind of birthed in me like this perfectionist mentality mm. that I have to do everything right so I can avoid being guilty and wow. um grace just like tackles that like actually I love you now and then and forever <laughs> for whatever happens so you can be a screw up <laughs> and I'm still exactly. here like I still love you you know yep so yeah. I think that that is the definitely the biggest for me Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, we are sinners, you know, we just be sinning every single day mm -hmm. and God still loves mm -hmm. us. And he literally sent his son to die for us. Why? I still mm -hmm. don't know. You know, um, that might be one right. of my <clears throat> first questions I ask when I get to heaven, because like, why? I don't understand right. how a perfect being can want me. <laughs> right. Like you really like us. You're like, like, why do like you love us? Don't you like us? <laughs> yes so, it's yes. so real and you know i i completely agree with that i was running from grace for a lot of my life because i didn't want to need it because you have to admit mm. you're a sinner to need grace so mm -hmm. like i have to admit i'm wrong i sin to need grace but like what a cool thing grace is that it's it's basically unconditional love because yes i am a sinner but i still choose you like god right. is so good so yes, it is. And, and it's also, I think the reason why it's so hard to accept, at least for me, is that nobody treats me like that. Mm. <laughs> you know, like yeah. if I hurt somebody, they're going to be like, yo, what's up? Like, let's, we got to talk about it, reconcile. <laughs> and, and Jesus is just like, you're good. <laughs> yeah, like, what sin? <laughs> like we can talk about it if you want to, right. but uh, you're good still. <laughs> right. <laughs> you right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, so that's why it's like so hard for me to like accept. Yeah. I think that's why it's so hard for us to understand too. Cause we, we want to, our, our goal is to un unconditionally love each other, but it's not possible on earth for humans. It's just, mm -hmm. it's not possible. 
So, right. Yeah. You, you don't experience it. He's the only one that can love you that way. And that's right. Really cool. Shout yes. Um, yes. <laughs> good stuff. So, <laughs> I love when people answer that question. Um, there's always different answers. I think grace has only been repeated once now because you said it, someone else said it, but it's usually like a broad range. So, Yes. So let's get into the topic. Um, I first want to do some like housekeeping, you know what I mean? Um, I just want to tell people like this is not an episode demanding and outlining why homosexuality is bad. Um, We already know the Bible is very clear on the fact that choosing that lifestyle is sinful and different verses like Genesis 19, 1 through 13, Leviticus 18, 22 and 20 and 30, Romans 1, 26 through 27 first corinthians 6 9 we know it's in there it's very clear um but i just want to say like it grieves my heart to know you know that people with this experience are so alienated hated in the church um for something that like literally affects like their life like it affects your life like and at the end of the day why are you so angry at these people for experiencing what they're experiencing when it affects your life in no way that's the thing that throws me off too. Like, why do you hate these people? Makes right. no sense. Like, this is nothing to do with you. Exactly. <laughs> nothing to do with you. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, we already know that the verses say that, um, and we believe what the Bible says, but, um, I think there's a similar situation in the church where, um, same, like kind of same sex attraction and virginity. Like a lot of the churches preach about how bad homosexuality is, how bad sex before marriage is. Um, but we don't speak about, um, or speak to the people who are experiencing same sex attraction and higher libidos that want to honor God with their sexuality. So my desire Mm -hmm. for this conversation is, you know, I pray that people feel seen and heard. Um, and for the Christians that are so, um, I'll I'll say hard hearted to this community that you would learn to love well because they sin just like we sin. So I just wanted to lay that out. I feel like I'm like talking to my kids <laughs> or like reprimanding people, but I just want to lay that out there because I don't, I don't want any room for that. And like my friends know with the people I love, don't do it. Okay. Don't do it. And these, this group of people are people I love as well. Just like you should love them. Like they're our brothers and sisters. So I just want to lay that out there. But, um, I will ask you Magdala, what, when do you feel like you realized you were same-sex attracted and when do you feel like you finally had an understanding of it? Yeah, so I definitely noticed very early on that I was, like, attracted to women. Mm-hmm. Um, prop- I was little. I know that much. Um, but I like- remember, like, distinctly um, in, like, second grade um, wanting to be, like, closer to different girls that I knew, you know, in my class or elsewhere, or just like seeing girls and thinking they were really pretty, wanting to be their friends, things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I think that this is, it wasn't like something that just happened one day. It definitely was always present, I feel. Um, But I think when I was like about, you know, six or seven, that's when I'm like putting the connections together. Like, oh, I like that girl. Like, um, in how you know kids talk about their feelings <laughs> mm-hmm. that was like how i was you know sharing those feelings oh i like oh. Oh, i like this person okay um at least that was how i was uh you know 
being able to articulate it at a young age. Like, yeah. that's how I would describe it. I think when I finally had a better understanding of it was two years ago. Um, so we're talking uh, the range is six to and, 26. And, yeah, right. Uh, I'm like, let the people know how old you are. <laughs> so they understand. Yeah. So like pretty much like last year um, and just doing different um well, so specifically, um, I participated in um, an LGBTQ plus allyship training um, where I work. And they were giving different definitions of things and kind of like breaking down sexuality for everyone to understand, you know, the different identities in the LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. And as we were going through them, I was like, that sounds like me, like whatever you're describing here, like this is actually how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really cool to like get that perspective. Funny how I found out, but like really awesome that I could like kind of start to understand myself better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's awesome. And, um, that kind of lends to my feelings about the church as well, because I think um, one thing I admire about people that are like in the world, I know that sounds bad, but just stay with me. Um, They're less fearless. Mm -hmm. Like Christians are so fearful to explore things, to understand. And I've even learned like so much from like Christian, not Christian rap, but rap or um, different things. Like you just said, like you are going to something that's not um, for Christians, I guess, but it can help you understand mm-hmm. who you are as a person. So, um, right. I agree. I think it took me, I mean, I wasn't intentionally trying to step out of my comfort zone. Like I'm in very interested in being an LGBTQ plus ally, um, especially in my line of work. Like eventually I want to do diversity and inclusion programming, things like that. So I need to like be aware of the different identities, you know, mm-hmm. that exist and just understand that community better. Yeah. And, um, it took me kind of jumping into that area to, to understand things. And that's actually happened a lot for me in my faith. Like I've learned so much from people who aren't Christian, um, because we can have honest conversations about things that people kind of brush under the rug or maybe don't know how to have a conversation about. Right. I think, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe, you know, some Christians would be against going to an LGBTQ plus allyship training. Right. So things like that, like, could really actually be helpful for people to Mm -hmm. understand. So, yeah. Yeah. And that leads me to ask you again, because when we were chatting before, I don't know, just, I don't know. It's just so interesting to me. And you're like teaching me new things. But you said you feel like all Christians should have like a coming out moment. What do you mean by that? Mm -hmm. So, okay. So in my experience, I'll backtrack a little bit at the LGBTQ plus training that I did they um, were breaking down um, different elements surrounding um, attraction and sexuality. So particularly, the thing that stuck out to me was that they made a distinction between physical and romantic attraction, Mm -hmm. right? So physical attraction is an interest in engaging in sexual activity with someone, but romantic attraction is an interest in being involved in a romantic relationship with someone. And so they were they were talking about that and they were saying how those two things don't equal each other. So most of the time people say like, oh, I 
I'm, you know, I'm attracted to this person and that lumps together romantic attraction and physical attraction. But there are actually people who experience maybe just one or the Mm -hmm. other. Maybe there's some people who actually don't experience romantic attraction or who don't experience um, physical attraction, like those who identify as asexual. Mm -hmm. Um, And so as I was going through this, I was like, that's actually how I feel. Like I feel romantically attracted to women, but not physically attracted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and, and, and it's different because for me, I am physically and romantically attracted to men. I know what that experience is like, but for women, I, I actually don't have any interest in engaging in sexual activity with a woman, mm-hmm. but I am very like, but I've, I've been in like settings where I've been romantically attracted to somebody. So mm-hmm. I've felt that distinction. Yeah. So it wasn't until I saw those two defin like those two distinctions and those two definitions side by side where I was like, that's actually how I feel. Yeah. Um and it was it helped me like, you know, understand my sexuality. And so that's why I feel like everyone should think about <laughs> their sexuality. Yes. Like, who are you attracted to? Why mm-hmm. are you attracted to those people? You can go, you know, and then and you can go as far as to that. Like, what what makes you attracted to those people? What do you like? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And then even going further, like thinking about, are you physically attracted to these folks? Are you romantically attracted to these people? Um, mm-hmm. Because I actually think that that could be healthy for you to understand as you explore romantic relationships um, intimate relationships with people, you have a better understanding of yourself. Um, and I only like early on when I, um, was kind of going through my journey of figuring out my sexuality, I remember doing like some different support groups, um, for Christians. And in one particular, they had us break that down. Like, okay, so you, you feel attraction towards women. What, type of women are you attracted to maybe why are you attracted to those women you know Mm, and it was like a great way for me to understand myself and kind of learn to accept that part of my life yeah um and so that's why i really feel like everybody should do it because it was so liberating to like understand that yeah but unfortunately like um most people who identify as heterosexual just don't even think about it mm-hmm. um, because they don't have, well, at least for me, I had people challenging me to think about it. So that's why I'm thinking about it. Yeah. You know, I, I am a Christian. I do feel attraction towards women. And so, you know, they're trying to support me through that process. And so then I'm beginning to break all of these things down, right. but it shouldn't just be those who, you know, identify as something outside of the heterosexual norm. I think mm-hmm. everybody should have an understanding of their sexuality and what that looks like for them. Um, because for there sure. could be asexual Christians who don't have, who don't want to have sex with their husbands and they don't really know why. Exactly. And it's like, well, actually you're asexual and it's not a bad thing. <laughs> you know what I right. mean? So, so, it, and it could maybe cause things down the road because we're thinking about sexuality in a very black and white way when mm-hmm. it's not like that. Right. Yeah. And I think uh, the key thing that kind of keeps coming to my mind is people are fearful that, you know, if they know that they do desire to be with a woman, they'll just kind of fall over the edge and God will not love them anymore. And they'll go way too deep into that experience and and get lost in it. But. Right. And that's so sad because like, I just don't think 
I just don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's beneficial to hide. Yeah. And I, 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 I understand that sentiment because for a long time, I never talked about any of these things. Mm-hmm. I never told anybody, maybe a few, flo- a few close friends knew how I was feeling, but it is scary because it's like, you know, my life is actually going to be different, you know, knowing these things about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all about how, you know, you choose to, to live. Yeah. Um, and I think like, you know, earlier you were talking about what scripture says about um, Christians in in terms of, you know, feelings uh, outside of the heterosexual norm. But like, I really want to challenge people to just take those feelings and thoughts and bring them to Jesus and have him tell you how to live your life accordingly. Um, yeah. I would never tell somebody who came to me and they're like, Magdala, I feel romantic attraction towards women. I would never say like, okay, you have to do this and you have to live like this and you have to live like that. I would say, I, I would, I'm, if you want to talk about things, if you want to, if you need help exploring this identity, yes, like I'd love to talk to you, but ultimately God will tell you what you should do with those feelings and how you should live. And that is between you and God. Mm-hmm. Um, and for people who aren't Christians and, <laughs> go on right live your life that's what makes me even more angry when people are like christians are holding people that do not have our same values to that standard what are you doing that is right. not what god has called us right. to do it is <laughs> leave not. those people alone if friend, if, right like if your gay <laughs> friends are not christian they invite you to their wedding go to their wedding what's your problem <laughs> go have a good time like i don't i don't see why i think that is the fear it's like oh because you know it is in in scripture it says it is a sin everybody is like Mm -hmm. all right so we don't associate with those people because it's a sin and it's like no they're people and that is actually up to them how they choose to live their life and yeah and and that's what it comes down to yeah i think for that's what it comes down to then what is your own conviction because i understand why people may say oh i'm not going to go to a homosexual wedding because i don't want it to seem like i'm supporting this that's your own conviction but if the Mm -hmm. lord is calling you to say like oh i i love these people and they already know i disagree i'm gonna still go anyways that's still up to you and jesus Mm -hmm. it's really up to you and jesus exactly yeah that's kind of where we get to at that point but i also want to point out like Mm -hmm. it is okay to be curious okay it is okay to be curious (laughs) i think at, at everyone's been curious at some point okay because we Mm -hmm. we explore god's creation and you land where you land just for some people you know so if you've wondered or you've thought a girl was pretty or maybe you were romantically attracted to a girl at one point and now that's like something you would never do again or the opposite way because there are a lot of guy listeners as well like if you were you know interested in a man and and realize oh maybe this is romantic and you realize I don't want to have sex with this guy. Maybe it was just a thing I experienced in high school or whatever, you know, it's okay to be curious. Like God is not going to smite you down because you have temptation. That's not where the issue lies. It's when you devote your life to something over Christ and choosing something that the Lord doesn't want for you. Um, But I'm tempted. I mean, listen, we're coming upon the the winter season, right? (laughs) And sweatpants are coming out, right? (laughs) So we're going to be tempted. We're going to be tempted to, mm-hmm. to look, but that doesn't mean I'm a sinner. <laughs> I mean, I am a sinner, right? But that doesn't mean I'm committing mm-hmm. my life to sin. That just means I'm curious, I'm tempted, and the Lord will help me through that. And I'm using a small yeah. joking thing, but like, yes, the Lord will help you through it. So it's nothing to be scared of. Um, it's who, it's a part mm-hmm. of you. 
So like just because you hide it doesn't mean mm-hmm. it's going to go away. Or like just because you hide it doesn't mean like God's like, good job, my child. Hide hide that sin or that that struggle you're dealing with from everyone. Like, no, he wants you to feel comforted mm-hmm. and seen because also I think it's important to normalize it. Just us having this conversation like it's normal. There's a lot of I'm sure there's a lot of Christians yeah. that have experiences where it's like, oh, maybe I want to be more romantically close to this girl or this guy like it happens but you don't have to give in to temptation and the lord is strong right. enough to help you not so right. that kind of leads yeah. me to and it's, my and next question it's up to then. you to have that dialogue with him right right oh that leads sorry me to my next question you know you're fine that leads me to my next question where it's like what has your experience been in the church with people and how they've handled your same-sex attraction girl <laughs> um it's been it's been a range so okay i can think of some distinct moments um so for example i remember i was in high school and um i was trying to tell my friends like hey i'm romantic uh so i so let me backtrack i was in a youth group at my church super involved and I had a very close friend in that youth group who I was romantically attracted to. Mm. Um, at the time, I didn't necessarily know that, but I just knew, like, I felt like I liked that person. And um, they, um, I, I remember, like, we were really close, and we went to, like, a summer camp. And so, like, I, I told some of my friends, like, hey, you know, this is how I'm feeling. And I actually had another friend who was like, oh, I actually feel the same way towards other people, too. And so we were really close with our youth pastor. Like, he was an awesome guy. He was super cool. And, uh, you know, we felt comfortable with him. And so we told him. And our first conversation was just like, you know, m- you know, Magdala, I care about you. I don't want to not talk about this because it's, it, you know, it's weird. I want to, like, be there for you. Um, and, you know, I want to support you. Um, and so I, like, I told him the details and he was like, okay, maybe try not to like, you know, sit next to that person all the time. And then like, you know, Mm. if we're, you know, when we go to camp, maybe try not to like sleep next to them. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And then we never talked about it again. (laughs) That was, that was was my first. (laughs) So I got a lot of support. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of support, but very little guidance. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't even say you know, a lot of support. And so, though. really, you got a lot of support in the moment, but <laughs> not even long term. <laughs> right, and it's like, and I felt for him because I knew that he didn't know what to do. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> like you have no clue what to tell me or how to help <laughs> me. Um, and so, and I guess you know, I never brought it up to him again either. But you know, that could have been a great time for him to like, you know, come alongside me and help me figure it out. But he didn't. Yeah. And so that was the that was basically that that description is basically what transpired whenever I did tell Christians um, about my feelings. They'd just be mm-hmm. like, okay, boundaries, have boundaries, you know. Um, don't talk to that person late at night or if they're hang, don't, you know, don't hang out with them like all the time. Um, and it was difficult because for me, I was usually, I usually developed feelings towards friends, like mm-hmm. friends that I thought were beautiful friends who like had qualities that I admired. Um, like, you know, they're in my life. 
so it was yeah, it was difficult hard. for me to navigate that um and so that was always that was always interesting and then um you know when i got to college you know i'm I, that was when i did join that support group at a church um where they were like helping people navigate things and we there was a book we read don't remember what the book said <laughs> not really much about the book <laughs> Sonata knows I'm not good at like not remembering books book or reading Sit things down, right? no no that's that's not my calling <laughs> even though you're getting your doctor right now right? <laughs> anyways <laughs> I am getting a PhD I gotta I read things if I have to okay um you're not a leisure reader <laughs> I'm not. It's like two spectrums, educational things and then like Harry Potter. (laughs) Very diverse. But we like had a book that we went through as a group. um, And so, you know, that kind of helped me break down like a few more things, kind of like how I mentioned earlier, like, okay, who am I attracted to and why am I attracted to them? Um, And, you know, in that space, they were just they never told us like, okay, well, that was like the first time where nobody was like, okay, well, you know, make sure you don't do this or that. They were basically like, take your feelings to Jesus and let him tell you how to live your life. Mm. Um, and I remember around that time, like, cause now I'm in college, all my the friends who knew about my, um, my attraction to women in high school are not around me anymore. So I'm in college now. And so I'm like, okay, well, let me share this with some friends. And I had Christian friends, by the way. And I had, you know, mixed reactions. I remember one person in particular was like, I knew it. And that (laughs) was so like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Cause like, it was like, you know, I don't know. What what is that? That's like, okay. (laughs) Right. And so let me just say, that's not the best response. Like, that's not what you really should be telling somebody. Like, I knew you were, you know, like, oh, you know, and then they would say stupid (laughs) things. Like, what the freak? Right. And, you know, like, you know, I guess my um, gender expression is a little masculine, but, Mm -hmm. like, what does that have to do with anything? That doesn't mean somebody, you know, is attracted to people. So I, like, was really annoyed by that comment. Yeah. and, And then, like, she in particular would like do my makeup sometimes and be like you're so beautiful like you know it's okay like you're gonna find a great guy oh gosh (laughs) and then when i started dating my current partner she was like i knew you weren't a lesbian so oh (laughs) my god (laughs) who is is this woman (laughs) yeah and it's Um, actually funny because i've never confronted her about it (laughs) but it was like the absolute worst way to get, you know, to, to the, the worst response ever. Really. Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> so that's kind of like the mix. Yeah. Cause I didn't, you know, I don't really talk about this to people. Like now I do now that I'm like older and confident in my identity. Like, mm. you know, if, and if somebody said that to me now, I would correct them. Like, actually, yeah. you know, if people say this to you, like, don't say that. And like, these things are actually not supportive. Um, mm-hmm. um, but those were, that was kind of like the general arch. Um, okay. But I do remember in our support group, something I want to highlight, and I don't know if other people have had this similar experience, but um, they were really saying that a lot of um, same-sex feelings or, you know, attraction 
is rooted or can present itself in codependency. I was going to say, yeah, talk um, about that. Like, <laughs> so like, you know, getting very close to somebody and like, you know, them being your only confidant, your only, you know, source of support, emotional support. Um, and I think at the time I was like, okay, I see how that could happen. But mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think that's the case for everyone because I have healthy relationships with these friends now and it wasn't necessarily rooted in codependency. So maybe that is possible for people who do have these experiences, but mm -hmm. I don't think it's a blanket thing. Like they're they're telling yeah. it to the group like you're in a codependent you're all relationship codependent. with this person. It, yeah. Yeah. And it's like That's not appropriate. Mm, I don't actually think so. Yeah, because when I think <laughs> when I think about the 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 friends that I was attracted to, they were all kind of like not great friends to me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. So that kind of debunks that <laughs> they're not they're not a it safe does. space. <laughs> right. Like I remember, you know, like, um, and I and it might be helpful for me to describe like one of those friendships too, but. They they were all kind of people who, like, were, you know, they kind of did their own thing. They were in their own lane. Like, they're not mm -hmm. the person that's like, yeah, call me at midnight if you need something. They're like, I mm -hmm. want to sleep. Uh, but, <laughs> if, you know, text me tomorrow. Right. If you <laughs> need me, you, don't. I'll don't. see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I don't mm -hmm. think that's the, the whole codependency thing was necessarily true um, mm -hmm. for at least my experiences. Um, and we can, we can talk about this more too, if you have, if anything I said was unclear or you want me to expand upon it, I'd be happy to. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Just being a therapist, like codependence can happen in any relationship, even if it's healthy or unhealthy. So codependence mm -hmm. is what makes the relationship unhealthy. It's not the relationship itself, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it's not yeah. just because you're same sex attracted. So right. I'll, I'll just, I'll stand by that as well. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, ugh, there's so much I want to ask. So okay, just to go back, explain to them what the difference between being romantically attracted to someone and physically, because you had explained that to me like over <laughs> and over, and I was trying to explain mm -hmm. it to my roommate, mm -hmm. and we're both confused still. Kinda, I kind of understand <laughs> it, but I need you to communicate it to me. <laughs> yeah, and I think the 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 maybe to start with. As I explain these things, just consider, don't consider your own interactions with people. Like, just step outside that for a second and mm -hmm. hear me out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, so physical attract, physical, or some people even say physical or sexual, they'll call it sexual attraction, is mm -hmm. an interest in engaging in sexual activity with someone. So, maybe if you're in a relationship with someone, as you get closer to them, maybe you want to kiss them maybe you want to have sex with them right you have these desires um to engage in sexual activity but romantic or emotional attraction is an interest in being involved in a romantic relationship with someone where it doesn't necessarily involve those things so maybe you you know just want to be close to that person maybe you want to spend like alone time with that person maybe you want to um, maybe you want to hold hands with that person because that's not necessarily sexual, right? Sexual. Right. Um, depending on who you talk to. <laughs> Some people might say <laughs> otherwise. 
But you know, I it's like who those humans are. maybe you just <laughs> right. <laughs> but maybe you just want to be close to that person. You want to have deep conversations with that person. But when you think about that person, it doesn't involve being sexual with them. Like you actually mm-hmm. just love their company. You want to be around them. Um, you want to be close to them, right? Mm-hmm. And those two things don't necessarily live together. Some people can experience physical attraction and never experience romantic attraction. Right. Oh, true. Like yeah. some people can have sex with somebody and they're not actually romantically attracted to them. Maybe they don't want to be close to them, but they're physically attracted. Like, Oh, I, I find you attractive. Let's have sex. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that can happen too. And so it's the same on both sides. Um, like, I think, like think about individuals who like want to have a one night stand. Maybe there's some romance there, but maybe it's mostly physical because you only got to know that person maybe for a few hours. Right. But you are comfortable enough to engage in sexual activity with them. Mm-hmm. So that's really the difference is that, you know, romance can just stay there. It doesn't have to progress. Yeah. But socially, we lump those two together, regardless of who you talk to. Christian people or not Christian people, those two things usually come together. Yeah. And it can be difficult because in relationships, people may have that expectation like, oh, okay, we've been dating for a few months. We're really close to each other. We can, you know, move to that next stage of of stage of being sexual or physical with each other. And some people may not be interested in that at all, you know? Yeah. So it just, I think it depends on the person. Um, Mm -hmm. But that, does that help? Yes, but then I have another question. <laughs> so, okay. so what you explained to me is wanting to be close to someone, holding their hands, right? So what would the difference between a best friend and romance be for you? Like, because hmm. the way that you explain romance, it sounds like just a close relationship. Right. So that's a good question. Um... Because I think because, maybe it's just like because you're attracted to their face, but not you don't want to mm-hmm. have sex with them. Right. Yeah. Like these people, I definitely found them like attractive. Like I thought they were beautiful. Mm-hmm. So in the sense that it's like, I mean, I wouldn't say it was physical because it didn't step into the sexual realm. But mm-hmm. like I, w- I thought these people were very beautiful. I thought they were very pretty. Um, and I wanted to be close to them. Yeah. And I think. I think it's a little different because maybe think about like, um, like I want to be close with my best friends, but I want to be closer to somebody who I'm romantic with. Right. Like my partner right now, you know, like I can spend, you know, an an unnecessary amount of time with him. (laughs) Right. (laughs) My best friends. I love them, but it comes, you know, like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow, girl. You know, <laughs> like it comes with their, it's, it's limits a little bit, but yeah. I think like for the, you know, somebody who I'm romantically attracted to, like, you know, I can go hours seeing them like, you know, and I, and I, dis- I want to be around them all the time. Best mm-hmm. friends. I think I would do that too, but it's just a little bit more in terms of the romantic side. It's more intimate. And I've heard people. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely intimacy there. Um like let me see. I've seen people um I'll find it as we're as we're chatting, but Okay. Um some people have described it as like the difference between who you want to cuddle with, who you want to hold like who you want to um hold hands with and who you want to have sex with, right? Okay. Like there's there's differences. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe it just, you know, depends on the person and how they experience. But I think that's where the difference for romance is. It's just that I want to be closer to that person. I do find them attractive in the sense that I think that they are physically attractive, but I don't want to delve into that sexual area. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm okay. just not interested in it. Yeah. And I think that that's even what I want to say too, is like Magdala is not the poster child for same sex attraction. <laughs> okay. So right now yes. she, she, there's going to be people who are same sex attracted, who do want to have sex with the opposites or with the same sex. Um, right. And there's, there's going to be people who like Magdala who are just romantically um, interested. So yeah, or people think, on the opposite side, opposite side who are just physically interested. Right, right. Um, and I think it's awesome that you pointed out too that there are a lot of Christian. There are Christians. I'm not going to say a lot, but there are Christians who are asexual. Like that's a real mm-hmm. thing, and that has nothing to do with you, like being in the world or whatever. It's just how you are, how you are. <laughs> so, right. I think that's it's important just your because, preference. Like, like you were saying, exactly, it's your preference. So, and you can be romantically. Um, attracted to someone and get married for that reason not just to have sex with them because i know mm-hmm. the bible says if you're burning with passion then get married but there's some people who are not burning with passion who just want to spend the rest of their life with someone and that's a reality too um mm-hmm. so yeah i thought that was important too yes as well. i'm glad that you highlighted that because it definitely is a difference yeah and i think i think you know Um, if there's anybody who kind of does feel like, okay, maybe there is a distinction between how I experience physical and romantic attraction, definitely dive into that and see, like, truly, how do you feel about those things? Um, Mm -hmm. Because I think that we know, you know, in ourselves what we're okay with, what we're not okay with, or what we enjoy and what we don't, you know? Yeah. Um, And I think that that somebody could figure that out for themselves. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool. So... Then I want to ask, too, do you feel like you're more romantically, I guess, I don't even know if that's a question to ask. Do you feel like you're more romantically attracted to your boyfriend than physically? No. Or is it just like, (laughs) it's. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) So, like, this is a good, I I think this is a good question. Maybe they're like right here, you know, I don't know. Only the Patreon people will, will yeah. see what I'm doing, but oh, well, no, I mean, I mean, there's definitely levels to it. I don't think it would mm-hmm. necessarily be equal, but mm-hmm. like, I think it also presents in my love language. My love language is words of affirmation and quality time. Okay, his um love language is um physical. Uh, wait, what is it? Physical, physical touch, physical touch. <laughs> yes, <Okay. laughs> yes. So you know, it, that's I think how it most kind guys of presents are. in that way, like. <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> um yeah maybe that is how most guys are but it's possible it could be like that but i think um for me i don't necessarily like i wouldn't put levels well i think there could be levels to it like i wouldn't necessarily say like i i feel those things equally you know maybe mm-hmm. romance is more important to me i haven't thought about that but i think that's but i do most feel relationships like... though too now that i think about it it's usually like it's yeah, just the, it could you, be. at the end of the day you are best friends because you have to live the rest of your life with mm-hmm. that person so i right. just didn't know if that like it break down that way on that side as well but yeah and when when in in the training when we were talking about it 
every little level of things that we discussed was on a spectrum, right? Like think of math back in the day, you got the point and the line that extends to affinity, right? Mm -hmm. Infinity. And you get to decide where you fall on that line. And so they let us like part of the training was like, okay, decide for yourself. Like for physical attraction, where do you fall? For romantic mm -hmm. attraction, where do you fall? So I think that there could be a distinction there. Yeah. But for me, I mean, I, now that I think about it, I think I do enjoy like the romance with him. Um, but I also, I, I, the physical attraction is is there, mm -hmm. so I don't, I don't know if I've ever thought about the levels to it. But yeah, I bet if I did, I, maybe I'd have a different answer. <laughs> yeah, that's unnecessary. But I think that's beautiful that they had you guys do that. I think every person should do that. How do you do it on the spectrum it's such like that? A great exercise no and I know, it's awesome i know it's christians awesome. made me fearful to to see that on paper like oh you know you're walking by a child and you see that there's this hire for women it's like oh crap what are we gonna do but yeah like we've been saying this whole time you are allowed to desire something that doesn't mean that you have to give into that temptation but knowing yourself mm -hmm. and knowing um what tempts you is important that's how you don't fall mm -hmm. so i think that's awesome and i definitely definitely will take that with me when I when or if I have kids you know lord willing I have children um right and I think like yeah. you know when we get that sex ed talk in in an elementary school or don't get it uh, I guess depending on <laughs> right I was gonna say depending on the school you go to. I had a sex ed talk I in elementary know. with my freaking peers okay that's what I had <laughs> right they're like this is a penis and that is a vagina really right. mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what they're called yeah, no, it's funny. <laughs> but I feel like when they do give that talk, it should be less about, you know, your genitals and more about your feelings. Like, how mm. do you actually feel towards people? You know what I mean? Yeah. People should understand that. Um, and so I appreciate, you know, the openness of the LGBTQ plus community because they've yeah. allowed so much space for people to have different conversations about things we otherwise would never think about. Because mm -hmm. we're just living in this such a, a heteronormative sense. Yeah. But when you you go beyond that, there's so much that you can learn about yourself. For sure. Oh, man. I hope this has been freeing for some of you. I can just feel like, I, I don't know. It's so. not a, it just I can feel the weight coming off of people's shoulders. So, yeah. <laughs> just explore, guys. And just know, like, it may sound like, because at first when you said Magdala, like, oh, I'm not going to tell someone not to live this way. I'm just going to tell them, like, bring it to Jesus. That kind of feels like a cop-out, but that's me discrediting what the Lord can do. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's not right. a cop-out. It's not because... me saying, like, oh, just keep living how you want to. Go ahead. Right. Because it's like, you know, I can't tell somebody, you know, if they tell me, you know, this is my conviction, I can't tell them, oh, that's not how you're, you know what I mean? Oh, you're wrong. Like, let Jesus mm -hmm. decide for you how you are going to live and, right. and, and, and walk in that, um, mm -hmm. you know, like Jackie Hill Perry, she, you know, feels, you know, both romantic and physical attraction towards women. And she felt like God was calling her not to act on those feelings. And that's, right. that's what she chose, you know, for people who aren't Christian, go on with your bad self, do what you want. <laughs> exactly. But if you are a believer, I would just say, bring those feelings to God to see what he says about it. Mm -hmm. yeah and i was actually reading her book recently the new one she came out with called holier than now i know you have not read it mm -hmm. so i'm gonna mm -mm. <laughs> tell you what yeah is. give me a synopsis um, <laughs> break it down for me <laughs> he said we have supposed that the way to help people to be holy 
is to just tell them to stop sinning, when in fact, lasting transformation is a spiritual consequence of beholding the Lord. So what you're saying is completely in line with scripture. Second um, Corinthians 3.18 is also a part of that. Um, we're like, God is sovereign. So why are we making it seem like, oh, these boundaries are going to work better than going to Jesus with your um, experiences? Like, and when Magdalene says go to Jesus, she's not just saying like, oh, talk to him a little bit. No, this is a real relationship and you need to work it out with Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's not yes. just a small yes. thing. You're going to have to work it out. Right. Um, so it's not right. a cop out. It's literally going to the one who can change you. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And it, and, and I think, you know, there you, everybody has different experiences, but I agree, you know, you just need to go to God and figure out that what that is for yourself. And, you know, I think in this conversation, I think what I want to highlight is sexuality is a spectrum. It really depends for every person. It is different. Mm -hmm. So why would we give black and white advice to people? Right. Like, oh, don't sleep next to that person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now that I'm thinking back on that advice that I was given, it's like, I'm actually not even sexually attracted to her. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, we could have had a bomb slumber party, exactly. but I guess. <laughs> right. He robbed you but, of that. So it's like. <laughs> right. <laughs> or to say, you know, oh, well, if you're if you experience same sex attraction, you must be codependent. Like, mm. no, sexuality is a spectrum. Everybody can have different feelings. So right. let those people if you if you have people in your community have feel like have these feelings, let them tell you what their feelings are. Mm -hmm. Help them explore what it is. It is an open ended conversation. Yeah. For them to figure out their identity. Right. And it's not unholy where you land. Wherever you land is where you land. Mm -hmm. It's not unholy. So, mm -hmm. ah, good stuff. Okay. So my last question for you is what do you wish you could have heard from people in the church when you shared about your se same sex experience? Oh girl. Okay. So this is good. And I, I didn't highlight this earlier. So after those experiences that I had, I really kind of, I talked about this earlier, but like I'm a, I'm a recovering perfectionist, right? Mm. So after I like, you know, put could put into words, okay, like, you know, these are the type of women I'm attracted to, I would be stressed out all the time, like not knowing, you know, how to dress because I do, you know, I my gender expression is more masculine. So some days I'd stare at my closet and be so confused, like, mm -hmm. what am I supposed to do? I don't know what to do. Um, or even not knowing how to navigate these relationships with people. Mm -hmm. And I would dwell on it every single day, like just be stressed about the whole thing because all of these people are telling me I need to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And it was really ridiculous. And, and it almost made it harder, you know, for me to have friendships with people and things like that, or, you know, being afraid of getting close to people. And so I think it wasn't until... I was like, you know, this, these feelings aren't going away. They're a part of me and I can learn how to live with them. Mm -hmm. Did I finally find peace? Like Magdala stressing over, it's not going to help you, yeah. but you know, figure out how you feel. Okay. That's how you feel. Except that's how you feel. Mm -hmm. You know, um, if, if you want to wear <laughs> joggers, girl, go to the men's section and buy some joggers. There's no problem with it. Like, yeah. you know, and, and, and then it was, so it wasn't until I stopped stressing over it and started accepting who I was and that mm -hmm. I had these feelings, did I begin to live, you know, yeah, and every day good. wasn't such a stressful process. 
So I think what I wish people would have told me was like, hey, this is a part of you and this is something for you to figure out. And like everybody has differences in how they live that's different from the norm. Um, and, you know, just accept those things about yourself and you'll be fine. And, you know, we'll help you figure that out. You know, we'll help you figure out how you actually feel and don't be afraid to, to think about it or to work through it. Um, and so I think it was it was it, that was really what I needed to hear. It's like, OK, accept it. You know, yeah. that's how you feel. Accept it. And, you know, you'll figure out how to live after that, because now I, I have peace about the whole thing. Um, like this might be unrelated, but I remember I was talking to a friend who previously struggled with drug addiction. And all, and in all of her conversations with people, they'd just be like, you know, stop doing drugs. And so she'd be so, like, focused on not doing drugs that she wouldn't focus on anything else. Right. So that was the same with me. I was so focused on my, my attraction to women that I couldn't figure out how to live. And it was like, well, if you just accept that that's something that you struggle with, mm -hmm. you can work through it. Right. Um. And so, and that's what, and that's what I needed to do. It wasn't on my mind every day because it was like, okay, it's a part of me. And I had to like learn to come to peace with it because mm -hmm. that was also hard. Like, I want to say nobody choose, nobody wants to choose to be, you know, like attracted to women. Nobody would choose that. Exactly. Especially in this day and age, like it comes with so much turmoil in mm -hmm. your relationships with people. Like it will, it can come with a lot of turmoil and stress. Like being outside of the norm, you have more work to do sometimes. Yeah. I think everybody should be doing the work already, but being outside of the norm, it's like you have to figure out, you know, things that are different about you and, and it can be hard. Nobody mm -hmm. would choose this. Um, but if you can, you know, learn to accept those things about yourself, you can find peace. And that's Amen. all I needed to hear from somebody like Magdala, you know, you know, that's just your experience and not even like, Oh, I'm sorry. You have that. No, this is your life experience. <laughs> yeah. You're fine. It's okay. You're a person actually. And all humans are different. Yeah. Like it's okay. You'll be fine. You know, just figure it out. And I'm here to help you through that. And I'm not going to put makeup on your face so you can feel pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That's good. And I want you guys to really hear that. If you need to turn, turn it back and listen again, she gave you the words to say, you know, she gave you exactly the words to say. Mm -hmm. um, but little st side note too, like gender expression. You grew up with brothers, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So and I was so a top boy from jump. <laughs> Same. Mm -hmm. So like mm -hmm. the way that I dress sometimes, the way that I talk sometimes, oh, I don't dress really masculine, but sometimes I don't like to dress girly, you know, like it's not comfortable <laughs> and it never has been. When yes. I was a kid, I would literally rip dresses off my body. I don't want it. <laughs> I'm wearing jeans to church, but she, my mom was still yes. wearing in the dang dresses. Um, mm -hmm. But I was a tomboy growing up. So even even now, still, like, I have very, like, girly friends. So I'm, like, learning, you know, how to, yeah. like, not how to, but, like, dressing more feminine and comfortable ways to dress feminine. Um, right. But that, that also plays a role. So even if you weren't same-sex attracted that may have played a role you growing up with brothers would play a role in how you express yourself so there's so mm -hmm. many different levels to it um mm -hmm. yeah and i think like for me at least when i was younger it seemed like more stress like their clothes look comfortable my dress is ishy, itchy and these heels 
make my feet hurt and these socks are frilly right exactly like it was it was like this is not fun like this is not this is not it mom mm-hmm. this is not it right and now that i'm older it's like okay i can explore things and find out like okay yeah if my if i want to dress more feminine here's how i can do it and still mm-hmm. be comfortable right but i think like as growing up i never had that option so my feelings towards femininity was very negative mm-hmm. you know yeah. Um, like I'm, I, you, I gotta sit down and do my hair for hours and y'all get to go swim in the pool, you know? <laughs> and that's, that's, like, and, and then being black on top of that too, that's a whole nother thing. Girl. Yes. I was about to say that might be the experience mostly for black women, right. but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we definitely have, there's so many different levels to sexuality and your experience of it. Um, just being a human on this work earth is a lot mm-hmm. of work and figuring out to do. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm just really grateful that we could have this conversation and normalize, like we live in a flawed, on a flawed earth because of sin. So things are going to be as they shouldn't be. And that doesn't mean that you are condemned to hell for it. Um, you just kind of have to work around things and work with your temptations. So Oh man, we, I want to talk so much longer about this, but we yes. might have to have you back on, bro. <laughs> hey, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. So Lit. let me know. Cool. Um, I don't know if, I mean, we'll talk after, but we'll yeah. figure something out if people cool, have cool, more cool. questions and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. We can do like a Q and A or something on Patreon. Um, oh, I'm down. Hey, so that's what we'll do. But I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, as you guys know, um, remember to always speak the truth in love. You can follow the parallel at the parallel pod on Instagram and we will talk to you later. Bye.